Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Quirky Corporate Chicks podcast. We are your hosts, Dana Foster and Sherry Hayes, corporate life coaches in private practice. We focus on people who follow their passion and how their lives have been impacted. Real stories, real entrepreneurs, and lots of laughter as we look at where our life has taken us. Hi, everyone. This is Sherry. Uh, we are so happy to welcome today our guests, Francesca Avito and Kate Wenick, founders of Lady in the Shallot, a plant-based farm-to-table restaurant in the Trenton Farmer's Market in Mercer County, New Jersey. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Yay. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, um, the two of you personally, and what led you to start your company, specifically how you were feeling? All right. Well, this is Francesca. Um, I have come a long way from the beginning of my career that I started to over 20 years ago to where I am today. I was actually a hairstylist for 20 years um, in the New York area. Um, throughout the years I, I did hair, I worked with people in that sense. And then as time went on, I actually opened my first business in 2005, which was an, an, an events company focused on the arts. Um, there I actually learned how to do um, how to plan events, how to host parties and, you know, big get togethers, exhibitions and everything that really surrounded with the arts and charity. Um, that ended a couple of years later, I met Kate, we started dating and uh, our whole business started from there. I, I don't know if you want to jump in there and okay. tell about yourself. First. <laughs> so I guess I started, um, oh boy, I started way in the beginning. I have a degree in journalism. Um, I wanted to be a news anchor when I was younger. So I went to school for that. Um, then I also got a degree in teaching. So I was an elementary school teacher for a little bit. So that's kind of where I got the whole, uh, you know, kids with allergies, a lot of kids live with allergies and it's, it's really hard in the classroom. It's hard on the parents. Um, and it's just really something that's like very intrusive on your life. I never realized how serious it was kind of, I knew it was serious, but you know what I mean? To live with it every day. Um, and then, but whatever I was a teacher or whatever I had my other jobs, I always worked in restaurants. I was always a waitress. So I worked in the area for practically like my whole life. I grew up in Kingston. So I worked uh, in golf clubs. I worked in corporate places. I worked in private restaurants, uh, waiting tables, hosted everything. Um, but during the end of my teaching career, I met Francesca and she discovered that I like to cook. And then I discovered all of her hidden talents that she had, planning events and stuff like that. Um, uh, my teaching career ended. It was just, I just didn't really want to do it anymore. It really wasn't the same as it used to be. Um, and she basically convinced me, I really didn't have that much belief in myself, I guess, in the beginning, but she convinced me that maybe we should try this whole thing out and start a catering company. So we started a catering company. Yep. We started a catering company in 2015, I want to say, uh, but it wasn't your typical catering company. What we would do is we would go into people's homes and bring a restaurant to their house. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of people's homes in, in the Princeton area. Either they were entertaining, just friends and family, holidays. Intimate parties. Intimate parties. Um, but we also had a lot of people who needed to entertain uh, coworkers or people in their business world. So we would just come in and basically turn their home into a restaurant. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was tons of fun. We loved every single part of it. There wasn't a job that we didn't absolutely enjoy. Um, but then for ourselves, about a year and a half or so ago, we started on a journey of a very clean lifestyle. Um, we stopped eating meat. We stopped eating processed foods. We took a lot of that out of our world. And because of that, 
some of our clients started to notice and wanted us to start creating meal plans for them and, and cooking cleaner meals for them as well. And that, while it was rewarding enough just to feed people, it was 10 times more rewarding to feed people clean and healthier foods. And make them feel better. And make them feel better about themselves. So we decided to open up an actual place. So we left that whole catering and events world behind us and we decided to where, where the best place in the world that you could possibly open up a fresh farm to table restaurant would be inside of a farmer's market, which is why we decided, which is why we decided on the Trenton farmer's market. And so when you, <clears throat> when you had started this adventure, if you will, together, was it something that you looked at and you said, Oh, there's a void in this space and you know, we want to go into it or was it more that you just felt like there was kind of like something that was missing in your own life or a passion that you were just like, ugh, I just, I need to do this and spread the word. Like what drove you to, to start that? We kind of felt the need to spread the word in a way. Um, both of us come from families where there's disease. I mean, everyone comes from families where there's disease, but you know, my mom's a breast cancer survivor. My dad had heart problems and he had open heart surgery. Um, my mom was, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's um, in her like late fifties. This was about like 10 years ago. So I was 24 years old um, and my mother had Alzheimer's. It was insane. Addiction runs in my family. Depression runs in my family. Um, so I kind of wanted to steer clear of those things as much as I could. So for me personally, that's how I started eating cleaner. I just wanted to live a better life and I wanted to hopefully not go down the same road that maybe some of my family members had gone down. Um, and mm -hmm. then also tied into the meal plans, we were making, you know, we had one, one of our friends uh, was our customer. She had stomach issues and she was trying to figure out what she had. She didn't know if she had celiacs or she had allergies to specific foods, but she was going through this whole diet change where she was taking things out, putting things in and trying to figure out really what she could possibly eat to make herself feel better. So we kind of worked with her and we just created things that she could eat. She would eat different things one week, maybe we'd take something out the next week, whatever made her stomach upset or anything like that. And just that whole process was so exciting. It was so fulfilling. Then we find, you know, that we finally got the meals down and we figured out what was good for her, what made her feel good. And then we could just pursue it. And then she was eating healthy for like a couple months and she felt better and her symptoms were going away. So I think it was just like life experience. And then actually, yeah, that, that, Girl, in particular, definitely helped us uh, on the course of, we really need to do this for people. Um, we're not doctors, we're not nutritionists, and we'll never claim to be. Yeah. Uh, so you can never come to us and ask us how we can change your life in a medical way. But it's just really exciting to know that if we're just giving you clean foods right off the bat, yeah. even if that's the only one that you ate all day, we made your life a little bit different and we helped you just a little bit that day. No, I think that's salad at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. I fantastic. think that sounds great. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's actually kind of what we do as life coaches a bit. Uh, when you start to see the light go on in people's eyes and you realize that you could help one person at a time uh, through, you know, helping them shift their mindset, which is just like shifting a diet, you know, everything shifting their life. Um, it is so rewarding and you giving back to others and, and kind of seeing that. So I think that's amazing uh, to hear how rewarding you find it. Um, so tell me, so when you first started, because um, we're specifically talking about the restaurant now, um, what were some of the challenges that you didn't anticipate when you first opened up a 
sort of standalone place? I don't, to be honest, um, I'm not sure how this is going to sound. I don't really believe that we've come into contact with a lot of negative challenges. The one thing that I could probably say was that wasn't expected um, on a business standpoint was you have this idea at, or on paper exactly what, you know, your budget's going to be every day. <laughs> and then you don't re anticipate all these additional, the yeah, <laughs> it's very expensive to run uh, an eatery. So, you know, aside from that, I don't really think that there's any challenges that we've come into contact with yet, um, other than knowing that it's a, it's a little more expensive than you anticipate, just because there's little things that pop up every day that you don't really realize. And that's not really a negative. It was just really an eye opener. And, and we, yeah, we just had to make a couple of changes and, and, yeah. and we're okay. You're and always, you're always like changing. You're always evolving or changing things or omitting things. Like it's a constant you're always, you're always there mentally, if yeah. that makes sense. And, and something major that Kate uh, taught me from the beginning, because, you know, I knew more about business, she knew more about food, and we've taught each other both of that in abundance. But the one thing she kept on saying is, things that I was trying to, I'm a, I'm a planner. I needed to know right in advance, where exactly this needs to go, this, this, that. And Katie said, we have to, we have to be there for a little while before we figure out certain things. And after four months of being open, absolutely, I've learned that she's 100% right. And we just had to, had to feel it out with a couple of things before actually knowing what direction they would go in. Um, but as far as challenges, we haven't really come into contact with many challenges yet. So, so far. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, in the beginning, there was definitely a lot of learning like there is with any new startup. Did you guys end up reaching out to any external resources to you know help you with figuring out well, okay well how do we how do we even make a budget or where do we open or was it just really the two of you going out she, and researching so she knew all the like the money the financial aspects like you know inventory and making lists and you know being organized as far as bills and when we have to pay like it's 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 just all the time so she taught me how to do that but then we also we took advantage of social media and mm -hmm. basically we just wanted to know because our nephew has um, a nut allergy, so we decided to make the out the uh, the restaurant also nut free, uh, specifically for him, just because we've seen him grow up, um, you know, just like happy happy situations, happy events like birthdays, uh, graduations, christenings, where he has to he can't eat anything that anybody else can eat, and it's just like it's horrible. It's just so sad to watch because it's just when you eat, it's supposed to be a happy time. It's supposed to be a time where everybody's together. And he just felt left out. So we wanted a place where he could go and not ask his mother, like, oh, what can I have on the menu? Like, we wanted him to come and just be able to eat anything he wanted. But we also wanted to know what people wanted to give their kids, you know? that That's a big demographic that we have as parents. And we wanted to make sure that we had things on our menu that the kids would like. So we basically used our social media. We, you know, we didn't really send it to everybody, probably just like mainly our demographic. And we literally asked them questions and we just sent it out to every single person we knew. And we got a bunch of feedback, which I didn't really think was going to happen. You know, it's like Facebook. Yeah. And, and our friends, it really, it was, it was a lot of our friends and, and family and some coworkers that we just asked, you know, what kind of foods would you like to see cleaner versions of? That, yeah, that what kind have. of foods, when you go into a restaurant, do you wish that you could get? And a lot of, a lot of people responded, uh, pretty fantastically very specific very similar too and 
I'll tell you one thing, every single person said they wish they could eat healthier tacos. And as you guys will learn, and as Sherry probably knows, our number one seller are the rainbow tacos. So right off the bat, we really did listen to the people because we're consumers as well as business owners. So we want to know what people want. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we want to give people what they want. So yeah, we really did take advantage of social media. And, and a lot of them said, you know, we said, what are, what are you sick of seeing? And a lot of them said, oh, it's, you know, you look at the kids menu, it's like French fries, chicken, chicken fingers, fingers, pizza, macaroni and cheese. And it's like, when you think about it, they're all delicious things. I'm not putting them down. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get any heaters over here, but no, but it's just, they don't want to feed their growing children, you know, a lot of things that just really don't really help them. You know what I mean? It's good to have it once in a while, but when your kids are growing and their brains are growing and they're learning and they're, you know, experiencing life, you want them to be healthy. So a lot of them said the same thing. They all said that that's all that's available, that they'd love to see tacos and maybe like little, like, like pizza type things. Mm. And, you know, so we kind of just took our information that we got from everybody we knew, we used it and it worked out, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for the people, so we should make what the people want. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love well, that. you definitely are home of the rainbow taco, right? Hashtag home of the rainbow taco. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. I'm not in New York. I haven't had the pleasure of trying this yet. So what, what is it actually in it? Uh, the rainbow taco is, it's actually three overstuffed tacos. Soft filled, tacos. Soft tacos. They're white corn tortillas because it's gluten-free. Uh, they are filled with <laughs> smashed avocado, roasted chickpeas, roasted corn, uh, Jersey tomatoes, red cabbage. red cabbage, and it's topped with a lemon caper aioli. That is so actually literally just we just picked all the vegetables that we think were delicious, and we're like, let's just put them in a taco and see what happens. And then <laughs> we put this on, and it just worked out. Like it just worked out. We're very, you know, we're lucky, but it's really, really good. It's fresh. It fills you up, but you don't feel like weighed down when you eat it. That's what a lot of people say. Yeah, like it's enough food because you get a lot of guys that come in and they're yeah. like, listen, I'm a construction worker. I'm hungry. Like, is this going to fill me up? And I'm like, it is going to fill you up. And they eat it and they can't believe it. So. That's awesome. I'm totally yeah. sold. I'll totally have one when I, <laughs> when I come out there next. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like, Kate, you are more of the uh, bigger picture person, you know, un understanding about uh, more comfortable with an uncertainty. So where do you sort of see uh, the business evolving you know, are you going to close for the uh, winter season or are you going to? No, we'll be open. You'll be open? Yeah. yeah, we'll be open. Do you mean like like five years from now or like? No, I would say probably the next, you know, tw uh, 12 to 18 months. I think we just see ourselves really just like trying to get, you know, more people to know that we're there, trying to make a name for ourselves. The, the market's changing because all the different vegetables and fruits are coming into season. So there's going to be changes in the menu. Um, we try to just like incorporate what everybody likes, you know, the sweet potatoes and the broccoli and all the root vegetables and the herbs. We always try to incorporate a lot of that to our menu. So as the menu, as the, the seasons change, our menus will change. So that's definitely going to be something to look forward to in we'll, the future. We'll always have our base menu, um, but we'll always add things to it seasonally. So the rainbow tacos won't go anywhere in the winter. <laughs> you don't actually, I just want to clarify, you don't actually have a full kitchen, do you? Is that, it, you don't have the capability to make soups or anything at the moment, right? We do. We oh, you do? A, okay. We have, a, we have a technical legal restaurant kitchen, um, so we can, we can pretty much make most things. And uh, in fact, tonight we will be perfecting our chili that we've been working on that's going to go on our menu in the next week or two. Uh, but yeah, we, 
yeah, we could we could pretty much make everything. We're gonna have soups in the next couple of weeks. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, so we're gonna be adding things as the seasons. We just know. get to play. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's our little playland. It's just a small kitchen. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Being that the two of you, you know, you work uh, work together so closely and spend so much time together, um, if you had any advice for other people maybe when they're looking to choose their partner that they're gonna go into business with, or when you come up against a situation where maybe the two of you don't agree upon something, if you would care to share maybe like a situation where you ran into that or how you work through that. Cause that's a really well, important piece, right? Like even in the beginning, right? To say, okay, I can work with this person. Like what were some of the qualifying factors for each of you to say, okay, I can, I can work with this person. Communication is huge. Um, in our relationship, this is, I've never been in a relationship where my communication was ever better than it is with Kate. We just have amazing communication skills. So we have that like foundation, I think. That started just, just, from, relationship. just from being a couple. Like I yeah. trust her. I trust her like with me, like being vulnerable and opening up my ideas to her. Like she's not going to make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. We argue, we bicker. It's completely normal. We're around each other all the time. But yeah, we have like a foundation set. So I think trust is very, very important. Like yeah, you trust have to. You have to make sure that they're reliable, that they know what they're doing, that they have experience, and just that, like, they're in it. They're and in it you can bounce it. off of each other. Um, we also learned, though, see, when we first started our catering company, we were both working separately and together. So, you know, I was still doing hair. She was still tutoring and all that stuff was happening. And we had our, our business together. So we learned by easing into it, I guess how well we do work together. I mean, even just as, as projects beforehand, we worked well together. So we, we already learned that. So when we were jumping into opening the business together, of course you're always a little bit nervous that, well, now we're gonna be spending pretty much 24 hours a day together. Like we're gonna definitely go head to head. And we haven't, like Kate said, we bicker, obviously. I mean, who doesn't bicker when they spend that much time together? Um, but we haven't, we, we haven't gotten sick of each other. We enjoy hanging out with each other. We work all day together and then we hang out together all night. One thing we have learned is that once work is done. Yeah, turn it off. Yeah, you have try to. to turn it off. And it's hard to turn off your own business, you know, especially when you have your cell phone at your hands at all hours. Um, so we'll try to get everything done that, that has to be done even outside of work. And then we just spend time together. So if, if you're saying like, if someone wants to work with their, with their romantic partner, Mm -hmm. learn when to turn off the business, which is something Kate has taught me how to do because I could, I could work 24 hours a day and I'd be fine with it. But, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> but he's turned, she taught me to turn off the phone and just to, to let it be for a little while. And, um, and it works. It well, works. I think that's vulnerable in any, I mean, yeah. any relationship, whether you're working together or not working together is having that ability to set the boundary that when you come home and you're spending time with, your significant other family that you're just like okay i'm here i'm present i'm going to be with you now and that they're you're yeah. not inviting work into that space but it really creates more quality quality space now i thought it was interesting so i heard you say like communication is really um really important being able to be vulnerable with your partner when you're uncomfortable with a situation or something doesn't feel right and then creating those boundaries but i i noticed too you said you both mentioned that you were working other jobs while you were doing this. And this is something entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs struggle with is, do I start my side business while I still have my, my main job? Or do I just like, I know I want to do this and then just jump in with both feet. What, what was the deciding factor 
for you two when you said, okay, you know what? I think it's time. We can, we can quit our other jobs and we're going to focus solely on this. Uh, I guess for, it, it kind of happened uh, very, very naturally. Um, yeah. I guess we never said, okay, now we're going to stop everything and start this business. I guess because I was still working as a, a hairstylist in Princeton at a salon in Princeton at in Manhattan. Um, Kate was still tutoring just because she enjoyed children and enjoyed still in, enriching children's lives. But at some point it started going from, you know, uh, teaching and, and hairstyling with a little bit of catering. And then the catering just started getting a little bit bigger. And then everything else we were doing was kind of like, faded, yeah. Kind of so then by weird. the time we decided to open up the space, we both agreed that if we're going to open up a place, this has got to be it. Like this is, this has to be what we are doing. We have to put our all into it and it can't just be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. This has to be everything. Like you have to juggle with both feet, like you said, you just have mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. So, and, and, but we also, if someone was going to take the advice, we also, we create, we established ourselves financially. We put ourselves financially in a place where we were able to do that. Um, so the catering and the working job, you know, our other jobs for those years put us in a place where we were able to do that without being scared. So we had a little bit of a cushion. So if anyone was going to take advice and to do that, and if you're going to do this on your own without loans and the way, you know, some people do it this way, create a cushion for yourself to know that if you are going to jump in with both feet, not knowing exactly how it could go, because no matter how much planning you do, you really don't know until you start. Um, so create a cushion. Be smart. Be smart about it. Because you have to. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's great advice. <laughs> do you guys have i just had a, a, a just a random question um because the ch uh, the child thing keeps coming up uh do you have any plans to kind of do more with children focused yeah uh, eatering yeah we do i think that actually uh because kate mentions often how much she misses teaching she just didn't love teaching within schools uh the way the way that it was um, coming from a background where her mom was a teacher for 35 years and then going into it and seeing how much uh, that has changed over the years. I think that she absolutely at some point will be teaching cooking to children. Yeah, um, like cooking, cooking parties. Like that's that's awesome. I was thinking that too. I was like, God, I wonder if she thought about, you know, just holding like little cooking classes for kids. Cause well, yes, I love kids. We, we love kids. I mean, so why wouldn't we want to just do something with children? Just, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Just we want to, yes. We, we plan on it. Yep. Definitely. That's great. Yep. It sounds like it's definitely a passion of yours. So um perfect. I think is there is there anything else you want to kind of say to uh the listeners here about Lady in the Shallot, what your purpose is? About how what our plans are. We would love to like just really quickly touch on our, our like five year plan, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We'd love to hear that. And um, well, because of the fact that the number one reason why we are an allergy safe uh, for certain allergies, eatery has to do with our nephew. Um, so Kate was saying earlier, and I know we don't have a lot of time, so I won't go too far, but because our, watching our nephew over the years not be able to enjoy himself at birthday parties or, you know, out with family or wherever, um, our family are very big baseball fans. And because of that, my brother 
and our sister-in-law will take the kids to baseball games like all summer long and oftentimes my, our nephew can't eat anything. Uh, so our, our ultimate plan is to actually have Lady in the Shallot locations like in baseball stadiums, um, smaller locations like that. Arenas. Arenas, that sort of stuff, just to, just to be able to create the ability for anyone with certain severe allergies like that to still feel safe in, in other places outside of their own home. Um, and it'll also like appeal to people, you know, who have gluten-free out, like a gluten allergy, like celiacs or just a gluten allergy. There's tons of people out there and it's like, you literally cannot eat anything when you go places. And it's like, they're not there. It's like, everybody should be able to eat something. Yeah. Well, and enjoy themselves. Just being, and also healthy. it's, yeah. And just, we're like, we're basically like, we're vegetarian, I guess we could call ourselves too. We're vegan. Like there's we're, so many we're different things. We're hundred percent vegan. Our restaurant is hundred percent. Yeah. So um, we reach out to like so many different groups of people that I think it would just work out really well. Yeah. And just to have an, a healthier option in places where people, people otherwise Hot do dogs. not have. Yeah. yeah. Fresh uh, As yeah. someone who doesn't eat myself, I eat meat myself for almost 20 years. Uh, I would go to baseball games with my family and the only thing that I could ever eat was french fries or a $30 salad. So, you know, <laughs> so you're going to get the french fries, you know. So that's, that's ultimately our plan. And in the future, we, we actually plan on franchising as well. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So if I'm coming to New York, how am I going to find you guys? What's the best way to, to look you up or how do I find you? Well, you're going to turn around and go back to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. Our, web, our website is just simply ladyintheshallot.com, www.ladyintheshallot.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, under Lady in the Shallot. And we are also, we're located at the Triton Farmer's Market. And um, I guess, what is it, Lawrence? New Lawrence, Jersey, Lawrence Triton, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah we, maybe there will be one in, in New York one day. But uh, as of right <laughs> now, our only location is in Lawrence Township, New Jersey. Yes. Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much, ladies. <laughs> it's been wonderful. I love your smiles, um, oh. all of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're super excited. <laughs> yes, and this is our uh, one of our first podcasts. So, um, who better than uh, you, two lovely ladies? So, thank Aww. you so much. Uh, your first guest. So, thank you. Oh, thank you. So, I think that's a wrap for now. Um, we are the Quirky Corporate Chicks podcast. You can find us on Instagram hashtag Quirky Corporate Chicks. Uh, I am Sherry Hayes, and my colleague Dana Foster. And we will speak to you soon. We'd love to hear uh, who you'd like to hear from next. Thank you.